Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to, I was waiting for that, that theme music that I don't have anymore to kick in and so, um, and it doesn't exist anymore. So hi, this is another episode of Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio, Blog Critics Magazine Networks. Let's talk TV live. Jeez, that's a mouthful. Isn't that a mouthful, Jimmy? Yes, it's a real, yes, it it's a real mouthful. Let's just call it Let's Talk TV Live. And if I'm talking with a slight southern drawl, it's because I've been on Walking Dead overload for the last, like, four days. So, five days. Um, it's, you know, you guys, you and Chrissy, and Chrissy's going to be joining us in 10 or 15 minutes. She's uh, she's late to the studio. Um, but I, uh, you guys have been sort of nudging me. Okay, you got to watch The Walking Dead. you got to watch The Walking Dead. So, and I, and to be honest, I'm getting like less and less and less and less enamored of Once Upon a Time. Um, so I wanted to, have, I really am. And I want to talk about it. I have several points I want to make about Sunday nights, Once Upon a Time, before we get to talking about Walking Dead. So um, I started watching it, I think it was Friday, I want to say, maybe Thursday mm-hmm. night last week. Um, and I, and I had watched the pilot. When it first aired, I did. And because I, I do like um, post-apocalyptic shows. I like shows about viruses and biology, but I'm not a big zombie fan. I think I've made that fairly clear to my readers and to my listeners. Is I'm not a huge zombie fan. You know, I loved Zombieland and I loved Shaun of the Dead and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, and I've actually published a short story in an anthology about zombie love amongst the ruins of Chicago. And um, so I'm not 100% averse to a zombie, oh, zombies, but I didn't really think a whole show of zombies was going to be to my liking. So I rewatched the pilot and I thought, okay, fine. This, this, I remember this being really good and I really like Lenny James and I think he's a great actor who plays Morgan um, in the pilot and then makes a surprise appearance a couple seasons later, which was kind of fun. Um, oh, 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 God, I wish you were completely caught up. Never mind. Oh, does he make an, is he back? How can he um, be back? Well, we get a, just the barest glimpse of him at the end of the season five premiere, eh? which promises he will return this season, but that's all we've seen is just a glimpse. Ew. Well, that sounds cool. Well, um, in the comics, I, I'm a big fan of the comics as well. I've read them all. This is about the point in the comics where he joins the group and stays. So I'm really uh, hoping that they nice. were able to contract him to join the cast because nice. that would be amazing to have him as part of this ensemble. Nice. So I have to say, you know, watching, and, and it, it took me probably three or four episodes to sort of really get hooked on it. But once I started getting hooked on it, it was like reading one of those, it was like reading a page turner novel. I couldn't put it down. I would get to the yep. end of a chapter, quote unquote, a chapter, an episode. And it's like, no, I got to read one more chapter just before I go to bed, just one more chapter. So that meant um, <laughs> several nights of staying up to like two o'clock in the morning um, watching The Walking Dead. And my husband said to me, and he was watching with me over the weekend. I think it was Saturday, Saturday, oh, Saturday night. I think he watched like four episodes with me. And he was like, he, he, he says, I'm going to sleep. He says, don't you like getting nightmares? 
<laughs> no, That's, because it's not a horror show. It's not about the zombies. And so no. I have to I have to confess that there are a lot of times I just kind of close squeeze my eyes shut because I really can't watch <laughs> the gore. But there are the characters are as I said and I wrote an article. So those of you who are listening um either live or on the podcast, um please go to Blog Critics and, and take a look at my article which is um uh, the Walking Dead and Newbie's perspective. And, um, you know, really the show isn't about zombies. So if you, as you said in your tweet, Jimmy, if you don't really like zombies, it's okay. It's okay because this is really about the characters. This is really about um, really posing the question in lots of different ways. How do you live in that environment and maintain your humanity? Maybe even find a little nobility, but also that really thin line between the, the 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 undead, what I call in my article the walking undead and the walking mm-hmm. dead, who yeah. I say are like the live ones. You know, it's like dead man walking, right? Um, I've been saying that forever on this show, that the yeah. walking dead refers to the people, not the oh, zombies. It, it absolutely does. And um, I've developed real fondness for certain characters in the show, Okay, so I'm going to ask you, who do you think is my favorite character? Daryl. How did you know? Did I tell you? Just because. I mean, (laughs) you have a type. You do have a type. (laughs) But but to be fair, Daryl is a lot of people's favorite character. Oh, my God. He's extremely popular. In fact, he's so popular that I think there's only three or four characters on the show that are kind of safe that I don't expect them to kill off until like maybe the final season or in, until the, you know, viewership starts to go down. And he's part of that core of three or four people. Oh, I mean, yeah. him, Rick, Carl, and maybe Michonne are, yeah. are like the core that cannot be killed. Well, you know, I like characters. I tend to gravitate to characters who have an interesting journey to go on. Yeah. And if Daryl's character was just a bad guy, you know, just a jerk, um, if he was would, Merle, if he was Merle, right, or even if he wasn't quite as bad as Merle, but still a kind of a a bad guy, a blackguard at heart, um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have gravitated to his character. I don't like no, that. A, I don't he's like. He's a very you know, sweet guy who was raised oh, a certain way. He was. He's a really sweet guy who was raised in a terrible environment. And it changed, it it made his brother a certain way and it made him a certain way. And there's a lovely episode in season four called Still. And um, I don't know if you remember. Him and Beth in the cabin? Yeah. And obviously the the obvious name for the title still is because they signed a a still. A still. They they drink moonshine. But the other thing is, I think it's the first real time that you see Daryl actually still yeah right still and and at at all vulnerable and when he loses Beth oh my god she vanishes and I'm not going to ask um if we're going to see I know we do see her again but yeah um, she's still a main character yeah and a main character on the walking dead Really, only guarantees you like three episodes a season. It doesn't no. guarantee you oh a God. lot of appearances. Okay, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. We have lots to talk about, and I actually scheduled this for an hour and a half so that we have plenty of time. 
So um, plenty of time to talk about The Walking Dead because I think it's like really cool. And now that I'm at season five. So I want to talk uh, about. Uh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the one thing about Walking Dead I wanted to, to bring up, and I know you just plowed through this, but as much as they made you hate Merle through all of those episodes and his final hour, didn't oh. you just completely fall in love with him and sympathize well, with him? Yes. And in fact, what I said in my article, because I didn't want to give any spoilers. I didn't give right. any spoilers, even though we're in season five. But this was intended yeah. for people who hadn't seen the show um, in a lot of ways. And what I said is that there are characters that even find in their last moments a shred of nobility they never thought they had. Yep. And that is totally Merle. I wish he'd that. survived. I really do to explore that further. But yeah. it was such a good death. And then in season four, of course, um, with those, you know, and it's funny because Oh, you know what? Let's talk about Once Upon a Time. So I'm gonna go. I want to go back. To <laughs> okay. Okay. We, we got five minutes for Once Upon a Time, then back to what we care about. It's <laughs> <laughs> not nice. Um, and a lot of my a lot of my listeners love Once Upon a Time, and a lot of my listeners are really annoyed with Once Upon a Time. Um, and and it's not to say The Walking Dead doesn't have its critics, because it does. Um, mm-hmm. and I have criticisms about season four, by the way. So we'll get to that. But season I want to kind of walk. Season okay. Okay. four. Yeah. I, just just one small part of season four I didn't care for. Um, okay. Anyway. So, okay. This cliffhanger, right? <laughs> I know. Now I'm really curious because season four has been my favorite by far. So I'm going to ask you, so I'm gonna ask we'll you in a few it. minutes. I'm going to ask you in a few okay. minutes what you think that is. So let's talk about Once Upon a Time just for a little bit. Okay. So I was, you know, it's like I watch it and I keep hoping. I just, I really, I just keep hoping. I keep hoping that I'm going to like the show again. And I keep not caring about it. And um, which begs the question as to why I'm even talking about it. Because I still have hope. I really do. I really want to like this show again. Um, And I'm convincible. But, okay, there's one, there are several things that just kind of like, like made me, they were like hand slapping on the forehead moments. It's like, mm-hmm. what <laughs> moments? Okay, did you watch the show this week? Did you watch well, of it? Of course. Yeah, I do a weekly column, so I have to watch it Sunday night. Okay, and I'm no longer doing a weekly column, but I will be doing <laughs> one for The Walking Dead now. So um, I, I do a weekly column for that as well. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so the things that annoyed Barbara on Once Upon a Time, maybe we should have like a little feature. The things that annoy things us. that annoy Barbara. Yeah, it means the theme song. <laughs> things that annoy Barbara. The things I was, that annoy Barbara this week. I don't know. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say the things <laughs> that annoyed us, like you and me and Chrissy, about once upon a time, which isn't a nice thing to do, but there were things that really annoyed me. Okay. Can you can you figure out what those are? Oh, let's see if you can figure out what those are. Well, let's make it a oh. quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at guessing. Um, you did really I mean, well. I mean, character Mike. inconsistencies, of course. Oh, well, yeah. Are, are annoying. Uh, the treatment of Mr. Gold completely this season. Um, oh, my, my guess is you were annoyed at how easily Emma turned on her family when she got that doubt. Well, not only that, but how quickly Snow White turned on her on Emma. Yeah. I'm like, what? 
so that was a like what the fuck moment and and then Emma running away you know yep. so much of it is that they've and I was listening really carefully to the dialogue and the writing is almost like it's a Disney animated feature done live yeah it's that written that simplistically now and, and I'm guessing that you were annoyed that it was very focused on side characters instead of our core characters. You know what? I don't even care anymore because I really hate Mr. <laughs> Gold. I really dislike I, I dislike the character. I do not care about him anymore. And mm-hmm. that's a death knell to me um, for me liking the show. When I will, I will really love a flawed character as long as I think there's something about that character that makes him redeemable. And he mm-hmm. lost everything last night, as far as that goes. I mean, Sunday yeah. night. Um, his, first of all, the way he sneered my beloved, about his beloved wife. What was that sneer? Holy moly. Yeah. Yep. He sneered that as if it was like he's, like, it was it was a sneer, and it was like he's. Where did that come from? A. Then this whole thing about oh, the reason he wants to be free of the dagger is not to be free of its influence, so he could have a normal life, but to be free yes. of it. His leave Storybrooke and take over the world. What? Which there has never been any sign or hint of in anything at all in the series. I complained about that point in my review too. Like, where is that coming about, from? Right, and and the whole thing about him wanting to come to Storybrooke in the first place was to find Balefire. Balefire, yeah. Power. There was nothing about power. This was everything that he I mean, did. Everything he did in Storybrooke up until this season was in order. Even the curse, everything that he's done, even the bad stuff, has been ultimately to find Balefire. And. All of a sudden, it's not about love, but it's about power. And and hearing Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis say outright, and Robert Carlyle to actually echo that by saying, Rumpel has always loved power, been more about power than love. Okay, well, there is a certain argument that could be made that he cares about power, you know, because he, he wouldn't give up the Dark One's power to save Balfire originally, right. which is how Balfire got lost. But right. and I that was about that a personal that was a very personal thing though. It wasn't yeah. about power over others. Right. It was power and it was fear and it was not being wanting to be a victim anymore. Right. Right. It and it wasn't about I mean, some he, sort of it wasn't about some sort of megalomaniacal, is. you know, yeah. megno megalomaniacal thing, which it is now. With who Rumpel is, he could easily have controlled lots of people at lots of points, and he hasn't. Right. right. And it's like, what? What? This doesn't make sense. So those were that was big stuff. Then there were the little annoyances, which if the big stuff was played well, the little annoyances wouldn't have bothered me so much. So tell mm-hmm. me why Cinderella's baby is still an infant. <laughs> <laughs> I was really annoyed that they brought in Cinderella and Aurora for a 30-second scene. Well, okay, so that goes under the heading of pandering. But we haven't seen Cinderella in, what, two, three seasons, and she shows yeah. up for 30 seconds? And yeah. Unless they're going to make this Mommy and Me class a reoccurring bit for a while, still, I don't know why like, they have to do it. it. They, 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 no, no they I don't think they will either, but... No, it's because they want, because, oh, where's Cinderella? Where's 
Aurora, you've dropped them out of the storylines, and Jesse Shram happens to be available, so therefore, it's like, what? Uh, But if they really cared about that, if they really cared about bringing back the characters, people ask where they are, they would do it a lot more often. I don't feel like it's about that. I feel like it was just, yeah, this person's available, let's stick them in. Right. I know, and it's pan- it's really pandering. And if, he, if if the creators of the show believe that's going to placate people who are pissed off at the show, it's not going to happen. Because um, no. people are going to see it for that. They're going to see it as pandering. So, um, so, da-da-da-da. Uh, so the other thing, this is the thing that as a writer and as sort of a literary type and someone who is very deeply immersed in um, British mythology and legends Mm -hmm. and history, making Maid Marian the daughter of poor farmers and that Robin stole their horse and felt so bad about it because they were poor and impoverished that he returned it and changed his life forever and vowed never to... um, be bad again. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Marion was the ward of King Richard. Right. Right? Robin was of noble birth, and his father's lands had been stripped from him. Well, there's two different Robins in the lore. That is one of them. Okay. But either way, there's only one Marion. There's only one Marion. And however Robin ended up as a thief is one thing. And his stealing mm-hmm. from the rich to give to the poor is another thing. But right. um, Maid Marian has always been Maid Marian, the yeah. ward of King Richard. And that is completely, it's, 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 it's legend and it's, and it's merged together with British history. So it's like, what? Really? How did, why, how can they do that? I mean, they, I, I feel like they did that so that he could tell a quick story because if yeah. he had actually got into the full thing, it wouldn't have been so quick and they didn't have, they didn't want to do that. They wanted a quick story and an in and out. And they made it up and it was like, no, you can't actually do that. It would be right. like taking, it would be like making Cinderella one of the stepsisters. <laughs> right. I mean, am I right? Or making, Cinderella was a member of the court or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. it would be something oh, totally there's, off. There's Chrissy. Hang on. I'm going to bring her into the conversation. Hello, Miss Christine Piccolo. How are you this evening? Hi. Good. How are you? Sorry Good. We're just, that's okay. We were just talking about once upon a time before we dive into The Walking Dead. Um, we were just oh, talking okay. about things that were um, – how did you like this week's once upon a time, first of all? Well, I um I actually I liked it. it. I liked it for the most part. I mean, just in the sense of um I felt that, you know, it was pretty well balanced this week. Um you know, and we talked earlier uh yesterday, I guess it was whatever about Rumpel. I'm just really upset at the direction they're taking Rumpel. Yeah. This is um, totally not. They've completely altered his character in midstream. Yeah, and it just makes, the thing is with it is that it makes no sense based on, you know, the last three and a half. I guess it's just, it just doesn't, I don't know what they're doing with that. I mean, I guess they just want it to be more black and white and not, not well, as deep. 
Right, and that goes along with really simplifying the writing, and maybe that's part of it is they've got this frozen um, fandom out there who are teenagers and adolescents. Right. And, you know, why, yeah, preteens, why write deeply for, how can you write deeply for preteens? They actually used to do a pretty good job of writing on multiple levels. You write deeply for preteens. See, yeah, when you and they, speak down the children, you're doing them a disservice. Well, exactly. And and you know what? They're, they they were really good in the first two and a half seasons of writing the show on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. that you could appreciate it as fairy tale, and, and a young person could really enjoy it. But there was meat, and there was depth, and there was nuance, and all of that is gone. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I'm just done. I mean... I've always said, and I just said this to Jimmy, when uh, there's a character that I'm deeply invested in in a show, and that character ceases to be at all, like there's nothing about that character I like anymore, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. And we, um, yeah. I, we did have a lot of complaints about this episode, and they are completely justified, but I did think it was several notches better than last week. And yeah. the terrible stuff they've been doing with Belle. And I actually enjoyed the Snow Queen story this week. I thought it was fairly no, I, yeah. I thought I it made sense. It. I didn't mind yeah. it. And, in fact, I was relieved in a way that they spent more time on her story than continuing to dismantle Rumpelstiltskin and <laughs> Belle. True. Well, yeah, True. and, you know, I mean, I'm anxious to see what he's going to do with Henry. Uh, you know, that kind of bothers me that they're – you know, they're obviously going to have him teaching him magic, and that's not going to go over well. And Is that obvious, though? I mean, Henry asks for it, and Rumpel shuts him down real quick. Well, yeah. but you know what, though? I mean, they're, they're actually, I think, they're, um, the, the scene, the first scene with Henry in Rumpel's shop a couple episodes back where he's sweeping is an mm-hmm. absolute direct reference to um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. Right. So yeah. I think the idea is, who is Henry? Henry is the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Right. Um, He's going to get to sneak the magic behind the Sorcerer's back. Right. right. Well, that's, exactly. that's what's probably going to happen. And yeah. everything is going to go wrong, and we're going to have you know him becoming Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah. As long as we get to see the shop flood, I'm happy. I know. I know. <laughs> and the and the and the and the broom going crazy. Yeah, um, I love that. I love when they did that little broom at the earlier. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people thought it was hokey. I actually thought it was really kind I of cool. I loved it. I thought it was fun. It, it was like endearing, you know, kind of like oh, what? you know, it just brought you back to fan, into that movie, you know, fantastic. You know, better than Frozen. I mean, I'm not. Oh yeah. I'm, so I not. mean, I, I, you know, as far as like this whole thing with um with Emma, I I kept screaming at the screen. I'm like, what? Why are they leaving her alone with with this queen? <laughs> the interrogator. I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I, I I couldn't believe that David, somebody else, wasn't there with with her, knowing you know who she was and what she was capable of. I was just like, what, I know. Here, you know, and. And, and I then, knew that she was going to bring up the whole adopt, you know, the whole oh, you know, they don't appreciate you or whatever. You so, know, they're afraid of your magic. Whatever. Right. I mean, it just yeah. Well, again, it goes along with the black and white writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really exactly. does. It really goes along with the black and white writing. 
<sighs> Sigh. Um, uh, this is going to be a two-parter, to no, the two-hour special this week, yeah? Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm curious. I mean, it was so funny because I was so ready to like Sunday night's episode. Um, I actually started writing a review of it saying, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to really like this episode. I started taking notes for it. And I got to the end of it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Does anyone know? I didn't I actually didn't take a look at the ratings this week. How are the ratings on the show this week? I didn't pay attention. I didn't either. All right, somebody go to somebody go to uh, TV by the numbers while we're on here. Yeah, Maybe that'll do be. It. It's doing well enough. It's looking likely they're going to get a fifth season. Yeah, but. well, because it's Disney. I mean, they'll be on until Disney doesn't want them on anymore. <laughs> it's a, well, it's an I mean, hour. If well, ratings go to, to plummet, then I think they'll pull them. But, you know, everybody's ratings right are going now, down, so as long as it stays a certain level. Yeah, that's true. Oops. Anyway, speaking of ratings, huh? On the other uh, side, speaking of, yeah. Hmm. Okay, did you look well, it up? Oh, were you able to look it up? No, I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying uh, okay. to get it. Um, TV by the numbers. I got it. TV by the numbers. One of my favorite sites. If you want to know if you want to know how your um, Sunday ratings. Here we go. Sunday ratings. Where are you seeing it? I don't see it. I, TV by the numbers. Is that to it? That's my general. Okay, so Once Upon a Time was in the demo. The eighteen to forty nine demo was a two point five and a seven share with seven point four two. Million viewers. That's up from last week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of TV by the numbers, it was a huge brouhaha over uh, Sleepy Hollow this this past week. I don't know if either of you caught that. No, I didn't see anything about the ratings. Oh my god! No, it's just been it's been crazy. I mean, the ratings were down. Um, this was like not Monday's episode, but last week it was down to a 1.5. And they started out pretty strong at a 1.9. But, you know, you got to remember, those are live, same-day totals. You know, after they calculated the 30-day, you know, video on demand and DVR and all that stuff, I mean, it was up. Yeah, but that, that stuff doesn't matter. I mean, I know they say they're starting to count DVR numbers more, but it's really the live that matters. The thing is, Fox is having an uh, absolutely abysmal fall. So yeah, it's going to take are. a lot to get canceled on I mean, Fox, yeah. everything across the board is bad this fall. Yeah. Well, it was just well, crazy you know what? because Gotham is so good. And, I mean, I, love Gotham. I, I love yeah. Gotham. I think I it's like great. Gotham. You know what I think um, it is, is? Is people have, first of all, people have so many more choices. Not only do they mm-hmm. have networks. Not only do they have HBO. Um, not only do they have, now that in the AMC, they have FX. They have... Um, TNT. Uh, TNT. They have US. I mean, USA has always kind of been around, and they've got a certain brand or show. Um, which they've really been skewing away from in the last few years, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, they definitely have. Uh, Legends is a really good example. Uh, not you. That's not in USA. That's on TNT. That's TNT. Um, the USA is going to have on this spring is going to have the dig with Jason Isaacs, which I am oh, yeah, really, really looking look. forward to. And I will be posting in the spring, I think in the fall, winter, whenever we have word about when it's going to be on. I did a nice interview with Gideon Rath 
um, at oh, Comic-Con cool. about uh, the show, and I'm really excited. Suits on USA is really terrific and a departure for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they've got some good stuff on there. Um, so there are lots um, of choices. And not only that, there's Netflix. There's Hulu, Amazon. Amazon. Which, which, by the <laughs> way, it's about it's pilot season at Amazon.com, guys. Right. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I mean, in the sense, I, I, I do believe that they are really factoring in calculations from, from online viewing. Because everything is on demand now, and online. And they right. can't. And the fact of the matter is the Nielsen ratings is just so antiquated. I mean, there's, what, 100,000 yeah. homes that have pulled the box? Nope. I mean, that's not an accurate amount. I don't, I don't think most people argue that that's, you know, that that doesn't need fixing. But the fact of the matter is it's all about the money. And for advertisers, right. those live shows are when people are actually watching their commercials. Right. And because so that's if you're why watching... they still count them and don't count those other things. Right, because if you're right. watching live, you have no choice but to watch the ads. Now, on the other hand, on on demand, if you watch something mm-hmm. on demand, a series TV that has um, commercials in it, you do have to watch the commercials. You no, can't pass. I, I never watch on demand. I DVR everything. But yeah, yeah. if you go on Hulu, you have to watch commercials, which is why I almost never yeah, use more, Hulu. It's like five minutes. It's like yeah. And on on demand, if I forget to DVR something and I watch it on demand, I'm like, oh no, I have to watch. Oh, I the hate that. I hate. Because they don't let you pass pay, I I'm much more likely to pay Amazon the dollar ninety nine to download the episode yeah, and watch it commercial free than to sit me and too. watch it on demand. So speaking right. of stuff on on demand and on Netflix and stuff like that, um, Jimmy and I were talking about the fact that I barreled through four seasons of The Walking Dead. Since I think when I started was like last Thursday, um, it was either Thursday or Friday. I did. I've been. I've been converted. I have. Uh, I've been reanimated. No, not reanimated. Reanimated is the wrong word. No. Um, I have. Uh, You're Walking Dead because you've done nothing but watch The Walking oh Dead. Oh my God! You should, you should see my the dark circles under my eyes are like red. I mean, it's like a carol. So worth it, isn't it? It's so. It was. Awesome. So I've gotten. Yeah. I've got to get caught up by um, Sunday. So I'm um, starting oh, on Sunday. Oh, okay. You only have five episodes left. Easy. Hey, I know. I mean, I could do it tonight. You know, it's easy, mm-hmm. easy. Um, well, now, what I have, do you think? Of, well, are we allowed to talk about Sunday's episode? I don't want to ruin um, it for you. Yeah, yeah. But but first, okay. Before we talk about Sunday's episode. Um, where we were, we started talking about um, stuff. And what, oh, I said that during season four, there were a couple of parts of season four that I felt kind of dragged a little bit. And and as I got toward the end of season four, I realized that how they were doing that was because, the reason they dragged was because you had a lot of episodes in season Four were focused on individual groups of people. Yeah. So there yeah. were like right. two episodes. That's why no I rest. loved it. Two I episodes loved in a row all the slow focused episodes. I, yeah, which were, was which was great, except for two of them, the two that focused on the governor, two in a yeah. row. I felt. I know that people complained about those. That. I liked those. You know what? Well, if I, it had been one episode, yeah, if it had been, been if it had been one episode, but I really felt that taking us out of the main story for two full episodes felt made it feel off to me. 
And yeah. um and I ended up mm. I ended up fast forwarding through a lot of the second one of those two episodes. Um oh. just because I wanted to get on with it. And um yeah. and so yeah, I'll, I didn't maybe like I'll go back either. to those. And it was great well, to I'll... learn where he and, and his journey and all that other stuff and but you, it was like it was to me, yes, I understand where he was coming from. <clears throat> but to me it really like um put a pause on where I really wanted what where what I was interested in. I wasn't it was really part interested of why in, I think I liked it so much was because Robert Kirkman, besides releasing the Walking Dead comics, has released several novels covering the governor's backstory leading up to Woodbury. And so those episodes for me, even though they didn't do it quite the same way, I was constantly like, okay, how are they doing it different? How are they doing it similar? And I'm comparing the source material. So that may have made it more interesting for me than others. That could be. And in fact, Jay Bonasinga, who wrote the two novels that you're referring to, Mm -hmm. I think. With Kirkman? Yeah, yeah. Well, Kirkman's name's on the cover, but it's with, yeah. With Jay Bonasinger. There's three or four of them now. Yeah, and Jay is actually a good friend. I've interviewed mm-hmm. him. Um, I did an interview mm-hmm. with him. In fact, the first link in my Walking Dead article is a link back to the interview I did with Jay um, a oh, couple of years cool. ago. Uh, last year, rather. Um, and he's offered to come on the show and oh, talk yay. about writing um, Walking Dead novels. So maybe we'll have him on now that I'm actually into the show. But it was really <laughs> funny reading that interview because I had never actually seen an episode. <laughs> and I actually had seen one. I had only seen the pilot. And interviewing him about writing Walking Dead articles, was writing Walking Dead books. And he's a novelist in his own right as well. Um, but but interviewing about him about walk, writing Walking Dead novels was was very very interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting read because it's, to me now I'm like okay now that I've watched all of these episodes I would have completely approached the interview differently so maybe I'll have to interview him again. Um, but Jay is a Chicago boy so um, and uh, very excited um, that he's had some success with those novels anyway. So that's kind of this, the, that that season four. I was like, and and possibly Jimmy. Part of my um, like uh, impatience with it was mm-hmm. I was trying to get through the story mm-hmm. really quickly. Well, and you're not the only like, one. I mean, I've got friends that watch the show that complained about those episodes. So you're clearly not the only one. Okay. I just was so disappointed because I was like, I liked those episodes. Yeah, and I liked, and and I and it was funny because I kept thinking, and, and almost all through all the seasons, definitely seasons mm-hmm. one through three, without exception, I was like, oh, should I fast forward? I was like, now it fast forward. I was like, no, what did I miss? And I had to go back because I was like, yeah. oh no, I missed something. So now um, I hope you didn't fast forward through the best episode of season four, which was Carol and the girls look at the flowers. Yeah, no, that was lovely. That was lovely. That was amazing. And then the conversation she has with Tyrese at the end of that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, I loved, I loved actually um, uh, Daryl and Beth. That yeah. was, oh, that's what Barbara was that. talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. The episode called Still, um, which yeah, was just, I, oh, my God. That was like I such loved a, it. And, and you Ooh, know, dude. it was interesting because after that episode, and why why it was a really important episode, I felt, mm-hmm. was because the people that Daryl fell in with right after that mm-hmm. 
that gang, oh, that kind of yeah. redneck gang. Yeah. If that he had fallen in with those guys before oh, he had dear. become involved with Rick and all those guys, he would have, like, fit right in perfectly. Totally. Yep. yep. That's and why I loved really... it, though, because, yeah, he was so... He was. He still has his humanity, as opposed to ever those. Those they were savages. I mean, it yeah. was just um, you know. And you wonder if those guys ever had their humanity. I mean, they're probably right. more coming from where Merle was, right. and well, Daryl has been changed by his experiences. Well, and I know you haven't got to season five yet, but kind of, I wanted to say it's kind of almost an unspoken question, but part of the beginning of season five so far, I feel at least in the way they're presenting it is a question about who the strong are and what makes them strong. And at this point, only the strong are alive. The weak have died off one by one, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's good, strong and bad, strong, but we're at the point going into season five where only the strong are still there. And what makes them strong. And that's what I love about the show it really is an exploration of humanity and what well, makes you look us at Rick, And you look at Rick's character, who's kind of gone back and forth because he kind of went off the deep end for a little bit, and you saw the parallels with the governor. But at the mm-hmm. end of season four, when he rips that guy's throat out with his teeth, he that can was... do that. He can do that and still be your good hero, Rick. I right. mean, exactly. that later, those later can do that. confirm that. Right, and you can, he can do that. He can do that, and we can cheer him for it. Right. Exactly. I mean, when he did, exactly. when they locked him up at the end of season four in the railroad car, which is probably the last thing you've seen, and he's like, "They messed with the wrong people." I'm like, yeah, "Everybody I in Terminus is dead." That's all I thought about I, all summer was they are all was, dead. They don't know who they messed with. Rick is going to kill them all. I yeah. Was, Yay, we finally get a, get Rick back, you know, because he, he's yeah. been well, kind of pussy-pussy around back. us. This is the Rick we've been waiting for for four yeah. years. This is finally Rick and his potential. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and I but agree I with you on that. Well, no, I mean, like, just because he, he just in the past, he was, he, in the beginning, he was very, very strong and in charge or whatever, and then he just kind of, like, was going through, after, of course, after his wife died oh, and all that. Yeah. I mean, everything But it was a different through, strength. Kinda, yeah. It was, it was a different yeah. strength at the beginning. He wasn't well, and prepared I, to do and, what he had to do at the beginning. And right, I felt now he was, he's like, he was hugely affected. He was affected, obviously, by having to kill Shane or killing Shane. Right. Whether he right. had to kill Shane or not is, a, I'm sure, a question that's been discussed. But, um, but killing Shane, then losing Lori, and then right. I think the thing that's really affected him the most, uh, especially in that season um, where he is really kind of pulled back from mm-hmm. the violence as much as he can be is seeing mm-hmm. what Carl has turned into. Yeah. Definitely. He has to stop and fix Carl. Hmm? I mean... Wait, he has to stop wait. and fix Carl at that point. And, and oh, part yeah. of the journey going forward in the season five is you have to have that brutality, but you also have to hang on that humanity and where is that line? And that's explored quite a bit in these first few episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really, it's it's really, um, I love it. And one of the reasons I'm excited about writing on it, writing about mm-hmm. it for um, on a weekly basis is because I think in every episode, there's something you can tease out of it. And, oh, yeah. and I'm not, you know, you, you, you guys know that my style of writing is not, I don't do recaps. 
Right. It was right. really funny because I remember when I was writing the house book and I knew that half the book was going to be episode summaries and, and what was the episode about. And people said, oh, you know, why don't you just use your your um, your columns? Recap. I was like, yeah, but, I, but they weren't recaps. And I went back and was reading. And was like, well, there's nothing here I can use because I wasn't talking about this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. I was saying, you know, this episode is called Broken. What does it mean? Why is it called Broken? And then go, using that as a starting point. And I tried doing right. that when I was writing Once Upon a Time um, essays. That's where I was starting. I always started with the episode title. You can't do that anymore with Once Upon a Time. No. You, can't, you know, it's just not, it's just not there. Um, so, but with and, Walking Dead, I mean, I was just, you know, and I, and I kind of glazed my eyes over as I went from episode to episode on Netflix. By the way, you can watch the first four seasons in their entirety on Netflix. Mm-hmm. No commercials. Yep. Um, now, now, that you're, now that you're caught up, you should really start watching Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. Yes, I, I was doing I, that. It was really yeah, fun. You, um, and you know what? I mean, it's like it's like I have a beacon, and although my beacon was kind of a little shaded over because it took me like four years to for it to hone in. Mm-hmm. But I gravitate to um, shows with Amer- with British actors in them like crazy. Yeah. A lot in this um, one. Like my my sonar, my radar for British acting wasn't uh, wasn't tuned, um, but it was it was interesting. I was kind of on YouTube this afternoon and listening to different comments. Now I'm really excited because I was like, okay, what am I going to do at Comic Con this year? Oh, Walking Dead! I'm so excited. I know that's what I'm. I swear, I I already. I mean, I, I'm definitely. I tried to get into Walking Dead last last year, but. The problem is, is that it's so popular. Everybody and their dog wants to be in it's it. It's the number one show on television. It's beating the NFL and the demos. It's oh, even the talk show Talking Dead gets better ratings than Breaking Bad or Mad Men or the other shows. I know. Yeah. So it's and I can and I tell right now, I'm I'm going to be spending the next ten months or eight months or whatever until the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm really cultivating that relationship with AMC. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's the best thing to do. Well, yeah, well, I would mean, love to have Norman I, Reedus come on the show. Yeah. I don't think that's oh, going to that happen. That would be epic. Well, now you're going to be, be fresher with the rest of us because we only get eight episodes at a time. We get eight in the fall. They take three months off and do eight more. And, and that's then they all do we get. More. And it seems so short when it's only eight at a time. So, I'm so the thing is that I actually I like that. I mean, I get that on my HBO shows. It's even more, but it's even. I mean, you usually get more than eight episodes, though. Um, right. I mean, usually not you get always. Twelve at least. No, 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 no. Not on, not, not on cable. Not on the premium networks. Well, um, usually, usually does ten. Well, what newsroom does? has ten episodes. Yeah, right. Usually does at least ten. Yeah, but then you don't yeah. have for a year. But then you don't have any for a year. That's true. That's true. No, I don't know. For some reason, Walking Dead, it feels worse to me. I don't know if it's. I don't know. It just always is over so quick. Mm. Well, I love what they're doing with Ray the Donovan. Talking Dead this season. Cause they're anyway. Well, no, I was just gonna say I like what they're doing this year with it because they're doing. It's more interactive. You know, you can. I mean, if you can get through, you can go mm-hmm. and you know, interact with the trivia questions and things like that. And anyway. Well, the Walking Dead spinoff will be on the air next year, so we'll start getting more than 16 episodes a year. That'll help, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think 
so I'm really so okay. So guys, so now that see one of the things that's really cool about having watched all these episodes in a row mm-hmm. is that there's like, you know, there isn't that lag. So it's like okay, it's all in context. It's it is it is the closest thing that I can think of to reading a novel, a real page mm-hmm. turner of a novel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everything is, like, really new in my memory. So I have, like, four seasons of The Walking Dead, like, right in my memory. Okay, so this is what I want you guys to do, because I'm the newbie here, because I don't have any questions to ask you guys. I want you to ask me questions about what I thought about this, that, or the other thing. Oh, my God. You're going to make me think Mm. now, huh? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Well, I want to ask you, what did did you think or – when Carl had to kill his mother. I thought was that was one of really, the... that was a really, it was interesting. Because Carl, until season four, until late in season four, just completely lost all, never never really had the respect for Rick mm-hmm. that he should have. I mean, he was all about Shane. And right. I think killing his mother he was almost doing it because he believed that Rick would just didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he felt that he was, he had to be the one to man up in the family and do it. And so I was really conflicted about that. And I think that was part of Carl's descent into that. And, and, and that, that kid that plays Carl is, is great. He's great. Chandler, he has, Chandler Riggs. He's amazing. Yeah, he's Amazing. terrific, and and that sort of um, that dead look in his eyes mm-hmm. in all the episodes after that, where it's all, the look in his eyes is almost as dead as the zombies looks in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, yeah, I mean, it, so so I thought that that his killing his mother was double edged sword. It was really brave of him to do it. But I saw that really as the the thing that snapped him and yeah. really sent him plummeting down that road. And, and, um, and I that love had how, a, you know, the relationship between Carl and Rick has sort of come full circle now. And yeah. um, I think that he's finally gained, gained you know, the, Rick, uh, Carl's respect Rick has. I think, you know, finally, oh, yeah. but it's taken... Yeah. It's taken yeah, all but it's seasons taken, to do it. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. What did you think when? Um, oh my God. What are their names? The little girls. When Carol had to kill the girls. That the was one great. girl. Yeah. Who oh yeah. Uh, on this week. Right and sharp. Whatever. She was fantastic. She played the young Snow Queen at Once Upon a Time. Oh really? Okay. I could. I'm like, where is she from? Said that to me. You didn't notice that? Yeah, no, and I, I kept looking at her. I'm like, God, that girl looks familiar. Where have I seen her? And I was, I that's that's what she's from. She's from The Walking Dead. I'm like, I know I've seen her before. I was just, I kept thinking, oh my God, I'm going crazy. Yeah, she. Yeah. She was, oh, that was just heartbreaking. She was I, really good too for her age. Yeah, really yeah. She was. Yeah, I mean, definitely. She completely lost it when she was going to kill the baby, Judith. I was like, oh my God. I mean, really, Carol had no choice. 
as as heartbreaking as it was, I mean, the baby was in jeopardy. She'd already killed her sister. There was just no way around it. But my question is, do you think that, that I mean, you know, obviously Tyrese, you know, said, told Carol, uh, you know, hey, we, we don't need to bring that up. But at some point it's going to come out. That's oh, the, sure. That's what happened. So I'm wondering, you know, what do you guys think know. about I that? Feel like they may have, I feel like they may have put it to bed. You think? You don't think they I did? I do, that? because the people that needed to know, know, and it was kind of dealt with. And the Tyrese Carroll, that was where all the drama was. I don't see any reason why it would need to come yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, I think the tension is between them, obviously, because... Well, and now it's not. It's gone. It's been resolved. Right, so. right, right, right. right. I don't know. I ha- I just think all these things eventually come out eventually. So you know, I, mean, no, I, I think finally... things need to come out, but this, yeah, no. I don't know. I think that's it came out as much as it needed to, and it's done. So I it totally was... saw it coming, though. Like the whole thing with Terminus. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, everybody I, did. Everybody you know, saw like, that, that was coming okay. as a trap. I was happy. I, I, I remember I kept saying, "Oh, Terminus, the cannibal is." As soon as you saw Denise Crosby on the grill flipping the yeah. that meat, you're just like, yeah, oh, they're eating people. Totally. Well, you know, it's, it's like the it's like the it's like the Twilight it's like the it's like the Twilight Zone episode, you know, to mm-hmm. serve man. <laughs> yes. I was like completely well, thinking of that the whole time. I don't think I don't think that was surprising, but I don't think it needed to be surprising. I feel no. like the way it was handled was fine. Well, and it, and it was a really excellent way to get all the railroad tracks because all the tracks yeah. led to that to that t- rail t- turn, right? Right, and, and that, one that thing, actually well, that's mm-hmm. what that's called. I mean, in in railroad terms, yeah. where sure. all the tracks come together is called a terminus. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I just thought that was. You know, that was just a really creative way the writers to get all the scattered pieces of the, the community back together again. Yeah. I mean, one thing that was tantalizing me all summer is they had announced early last summer that Gareth, the leader of the Terminus gang, was upgraded to main character for this coming season. Mm, and so right. I was really like, why? how long are they going to stay at Terminus? What does this mean? I mean, I can tell you we do get some of the origin story of Terminus, but I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to spoil. But that was just something I thought about all summer was how are they going to work Garrett into the story and what's he going to mean for it? He's like way too cheap to be a bad guy, but... Well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, we probably need to move on because I'll say something that I shouldn't to Barbara. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, you know... no, no, not about you calling him cute, but because I don't want to spoil things that are coming. I know he's not long. I know yeah, he's. I, I looked ahead. Oh I did look ahead. He's. Not, I know he's not long for the series, but. Um, yeah, but that was. Oh, it's a shame you looked ahead because that was such the fake out that they announced they had upgraded the main character and then killed him three episodes later. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, for for years, I mean, I would get spoiled about House, and it never. Yeah. Ever bothered me? Never ever bothered. And well, yeah, you too. still don't know the cir- you know if you as long as you exactly. don't know how he dies exactly. You don't know the story. To me, the story is more important than the plot. How it affects. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. Oh, so okay. Oh, so say- as, as, so being like a complete now, I'm like you know my favorite character mm-hmm. on the show is is okay. So people would normally think that my favorite character would be Rick, but um, no, I want But <laughs> being as he's played by an English actor and all. Who I, I loved love and who was my favorite character just about in Love Actually. 
he played like my favorite character in Love Actually. Which I was, uh, so he was good surprised that. to realize really that. Good. Yeah, he was that was funny. Such a sweetie. He's adorbs. Um, but you know, your you favorite know, character should be though. Who everybody's favorite? favorite character should be is Otis because he was a fucking superhero. Oh, he was so cool. Oh my god, he was Otis great. Otis did everything. Everything. If you notice, after they killed him off early in season two, the rest of the season, it was, oh, Otis used to take care of that. Oh, Otis did that. Oh, Otis played the guitar <laughs> and sang us to sleep. And the, the guy, rest of the season, it was a running gag that Otis did everything. And the guy who plays That's him, um, uh-huh. what's his name? Um, yeah, I, I, he's a familiar face. Yeah, he's Otis. Walk, um, I want to mention him by name. So... That is um, blah, 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 played by, uh, all right, somebody tell me who it is after. Um, it is Pruitt, Vince, Pruitt, Pruitt Taylor Vince, yes. Who, yes. who I first saw in The X-Files. And, That's okay. right. Aha, what episode? Tell me what episode. Oh, my what did he God, play in The X-Files? It was that one with the strange things they couldn't explain that nobody believed in. Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch the X-Files. No, I oh, you, No, 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 no. He was the photography guy who captured... Oh, he, was the creepy, he was the creepy one that Scully slept with, right? Yeah, he was like a the carpenter. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the creepy guy. Okay, no, the carpenter guy was still, right? That guy. I don't remember what the name of the episode is. But I definitely um, remember the episode where oh where God, where was like, his photographs were all coming up those weird things and it was yeah. he was on the still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't remember the name right. of the damn. I can't remember the name of the episode, but yeah, I know but it was it really was, spooky. I think, it was, yeah. yeah, it was it was I think, a um. I think it was in episode. I think it was in season four. No, no. Uh, it's either four or five. No, it was earlier. It was a season two or season three. All right, mm-hmm. well, we'll have to look that up. All right, wait, wait, wait. All right, so uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, we're going to look up Pruitt Taylor Vince here. This is why God created IMDb Pro. Thank um, God for that. God yeah. created it? Well, that's why, yeah, right. <laughs> in a roundabout <laughs> in in direct way. In a roundabout and indirect way. Um, and he was also in, what else did I see him in? I saw him in, um, what movie did I see him in? Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, trying to remember. He was in Nurse Betty, which was fun. I didn't see that. And he was in City Slickers, too. But that's Uh, not what I'm thinking of. Shoot. He was in Angel Heart. Um, Anyway, he was on, I'm going back through, uh, oh, and, of course, he was in House MD in the Que Sera Sera episode where he played mm-hmm. this enormously huge, like, 600-pound guy, which oh my was excellent. God. He played Jerry Schnauz in Unrua. So, yes, that was, you are quite correct. Unrua was season four. Episode I was four, right. Season four. See, I knew Unrua. I was season four. Right, All he right. played Jerry Schnauz. Um, but he was really, anyway, so Otis, yeah, totally, uh, totally cool character. I was like, I just, I thought Shane, Shane totally lost me when he did, you know, when he offed him. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I was like, yeah, when Rick killed Shane, I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, you guys, all right, so we were talking about Barbara's favorite character on uh, the show. So what's your favorite character, Chrissy? Or who's your favorite character? Well, actually, it's a toss-up because I love Daryl because I love Norm- Norman Reedus, of course. And I love the journey that he's been from the moment we saw him to where he is now. And I love, the mm-hmm. kid, you know, what, how, what he's become. But, you know, I got to go with Rick. Rick was the one that drew me into the show. I mean, oh. from the pilot episode, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Um, you know, it was so heartbreaking to see his wife go. You know, just everything that he's gone he's lost through. So, I, right. so those are my two that I am like, that's why I watch the show. Yeah, me those too. Two. And and I and I love Daryl. And, and, and Jimmy had it pegged. I said, Jimmy, who do you think my favorite character is? Said, well, Daryl, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, Daryl is one of my favorites. My favorite shifted a few times. There was a brief time it was Merle, I have to admit, especially right around his death. Um, Carol has been my favorite lately. Carol, she yeah. The kid because epic. she just did what nobody else could do, and but she's not mean about it. It's just her. Um, I really love Morgan, Lenny James' character. Um, I, I really cannot love... wait to see Morgan back. We... I know. I'm I, excited I about think, that. Yeah. Anyway. And, and I love Herschel. I loved Herschel mm-hmm. so dearly. Yeah. I, I knew him. he had to die. I knew he had to die, but I still loved yeah. him. And I love watching him on Talking Dead talk about what a huge fan his mother is of the show and how uh, they watch yeah. together. His ninety-some-year-old mother. Okay, can you imagine? Really excited. So, so what's the, so what's Eugene's story? Oh, oh, oh! That's that was the subject of this week's episode. So yeah, well, more, more Abraham yeah. than Eugene, but we got Eugene too. I love them. What was really cool as a fan of the comic books is the first shot you see of the three of them showing up was ripped right off a cover of one of the books, like exact pictures, clothing, everything. Um, And so I already had them figured out because I was familiar, but I've loved seeing them slowly start to unfold and, and, you know, bring other people along for that ride there. So I think Eugene brings... At least I haven't seen anything in season five yet, but I think uh-huh. he brings a little bit of comic relief to the intensity of the show. What do you think his chances are of healing the world? <laughs> zero to none. <laughs> what do you mean you zero to none? Everybody on Why? Twitter. You should, should have seen everybody on Twitter on Sunday. It was like, <laughs> it was like this guy is so full of crap. He, you know, it's just, there's no way that he has no. it here. There's just no, no. way. He's you don't like think he knows, Barbara? No. no. Oh, no, he's yeah. totally full of crap. He he knows nothing. I just was wondering if he, he knows was nothing. old. Being, being, being okay. Flashback to what, how he did it, but, yeah, it's so, hilarious. All right, so being, head. Being, being a science person, myself, mm-hmm. Um, nobody who's a real science person would tout themselves that way. So, I mean, so, yeah, he's a buffoon. Um, that's my impression. <laughs> he's a liar. He's, he's a liar. liar. <laughs> and in the graphic novels, I mean, yeah, everybody knows. That that's why people, and I guess um, afterward, um, on The Talking Dead, uh, he was the, the actor was saying, you know, everybody was like saying, you don't have to care, you know, like waiting for that moment. And so he's like, now he's glad it's out in the open, you know. Yeah. Everybody was just waiting for that moment, you know. And I couldn't believe Abraham was like so 
like, okay, we have a mission. This is it. We're going to go. And then, I mean, they see this whole sea of, like, of zombies, and, you know, Abraham's going to plow right through. doesn't matter. I mean, the whole, you know, jeopardizing everybody. And, and anyway, that's that's when Eugene comes clean. It's like, there is no cure. So I have to say, I have to say I also liked Milton. Yeah. I liked his, he had a short, yeah. short arc, but very, very um, good ending. Yeah, Milton. He's on I The agree. Good Wife reoccurring, too, so if you're yeah. catching up on that. Well, he was on, he was on Rubicon. And mm. uh, um, I keep calling him Josh Dallas, Dallas Roberts. Um, yeah. Dallas Roberts was one of the stars of Rubicon, the short-lived, uh, sadly short-lived um, AMC series uh, that um, broke my heart when it went off the air because I thought it was so well done. Um, so I really uh, thought Milton was going to survive and make it back to the group. I did. I was surprised yeah. when he died the way he did. Yeah. So, all right. So as being a Daryl fan that I am and seeing his mm-hmm. softer side coming out with Beth, who disappeared on him, and that was like heartbreaking to me. Just now, uh, wait, real quick, are you a Daryl Carroll shipper or a Daryl Beth shipper? Okay, so this is my question. I want Daryl and Beth. So no. Daryl and Beth. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Yes. So I think she's too young for him. Um, no, yeah. I don't think so. I like I like Daryl and Ca- Daryl and Carol. Um, and I, yes. I, so that was my question to you: is when she makes her because he thinks she's dead. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and I love you know it was really it was very I, I loved the episode between uh, with Daryl and Beth and that sort of her bringing out some of that vulnerability and really getting him to a point where when she vanished went running after her and couldn't find her yeah he just collapsed in the middle of the road just just completely mm-hmm. unable to move um, and that's something that you would expect of Rick, but never of Daryl. But not him, yeah. And I I thought that that was something that was a real profound thing. And for him to open himself up like that and then to have her ripped away like that has to have been devastating. And and it was just Mm -hmm. beautifully played and beautifully done. But Carol comes back. Um, Does Beth come back? Do we see Beth in the first five episodes? Yes. Well, okay. she's only been in one of the first five, but her story is continuing, and she's still a main character. And I believe she'll probably be in next week's episode. Is she with the group yet, or is she still missing? No, but we you know the whole episode that she's been in this season, she was the only main character in it, other than a brief cameo at the end. Okay. So we, that's just, it was all a Beth episode. Okay. Right. So, um, I mean, I I really liked... Um, and and all, all through uh, until Carol left, um, I really I came back though. Hmm? I was so relieved when Carol came back. I was yeah. Well, she's she was such gone. a strong. She's a really she's a really strong character. But I yeah. was really um, uh, I, I really liked the dynamic between Daryl and Carol. It was like you know she her her marriage was with a guy that was much like Meryl would have been. Right. Right. And so, you know, Daryl is still a country boy, but he's not abusive 
And I think they are both because, and I think also because they are both victims of abuse. Obviously, he was abused by his father and she was abused by her husband. I think they have that that shared background um, and shared cultural background that Beth doesn't have, you know, I mean, he and Beth don't have the same cultural background. So I can see him really gravitating to someone like Carol much easier than Beth, although maybe because Beth is so much different and is less damaged right. than Carol is, maybe that she's, she can be healing for him. Well, that's <clears> what I think. Be honest, that's my theory. <clears throat> to be honest. I think that, um, I think that Beth, I'll go either I don't way. Know. I, think, I still I view like, Beth as the most as most likely to be killed next. I I do. She could, I could be. be wrong, but I still view her as that. Yeah, I just you think. Yeah. Wait a minute, you think Beth is is going to be killed next? Yeah, uh, if not next, then soon. I still feel like she's one of the most expendable members of the cast. I feel like really? even after what yeah. they did with her at the end of last season and the beginning of this season, where they've given her more of an arc, and I enjoy that, and I like that, and she does feel like she's earned her survival this long, I still think she's expendable and she'll be gone sometime this season. I don't yeah. know. I well, think they might right. keep her around. If, if, not, if not for Daryl, what about, you know, I mean, Carl – Getting into, you know, oh, no, she's, she's way too old for Carl. See, that's, I really think that Daryl and her would do would be great no. for each other. I do. No, the I rumors she, are Daryl's going to come out of the closet, but I won't believe that. Oh, uh, I, I I've heard that, but I don't. I think can so. see that, but I won't believe it till I see it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. So. I don't There's see a lot of fan them. fiction out there. All I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they did promise there'd be a gay character this season. And so that made people start wondering. And Daryl was at the top of the list for people wondering. But I think it's going to be a new character um, that was in the Beth episode. I think that's who they met. Yeah, I don't mm. think. I mean, I could see the doctor maybe. I don't know. I just don't I think, think Daryl I think it's the gay. boy from Everybody Hates Chris. The boy from. Oh, could be. Could, could be. be. Yeah. You haven't seen him yet, Barbara, but he's in the Beth episode this season. Right. Ah, yeah, okay. that's a possibility. That's a possibility, definitely. We'll I think. So I think we'll, of the characters. See. Okay, so of the characters that of the core cast, Rick, mm-hmm. there's no way he's going to die, right? Daryl, yeah. no Ditto way he's going to die. No. Um, Glenn, no, no way he's going to um, die. Uh, no, I, I would know. not be so quick to say that. I don't think they're going to kill Glenn this season, but I don't see Glenn living through to the end. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, he's, come, you know, he's had some close well, shaves. Well, you haven't okay. seen the premiere episode, though. The, the the crack and split, whatever. Oh, my God, that was that was horrible. But, no, there was the one moment, yeah, where we thought he was a goner. But I think going to end up gone. I, I don't know about Maggie. But, I mean, Maggie. Maggie. I think so. she'll, she'll go eventually, too. I really feel like Rick and Carl and Daryl are the only ones, and possibly Michonne, are the only ones that are really safe. Yeah, I think that's right. And Carol, though, you know, I don't know. Carol. I wish I could include Carol in that, but I can't. I I could see him killed. I mean, that's a way. That's that's a way for them to take um, someone away from Daryl again. Right. Yeah. So that that would be good. Glenn and Maggie's value is, you know, you have to do the shocking unexpected death and you have to make people care and you can't just keep bringing in new people and killing them. 
So they're the type of value that you hold them for a couple more seasons and then really make their death mean something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. I I, I, mean, I I don't know. Maybe they both might. Their death is devastating to everyone. I mean, you can't predict this based on the comics either, though, because Andrea is still alive in the comics. And right. we're way past. I mean, we're not even halfway through the comics in the TV show. So there's really, I mean, they never once have killed somebody at the same time or in the same way in both. And then there's characters like Daryl who aren't even in the comics. So you, ha- right. you really have to go by what the show's doing is different, and you can't predict those things. And I was really upset about what, when when they, when uh, Andrea was killed. I could not believe that they killed her. I was like, what? I couldn't either, but she was a completely different character in the comics. And so uh, that's why I was like, yeah, she's still alive in the comics, but it's not the Andrea that we're used to in the show. The Andrea in the show had outlived her arc, and she was done. I hmm. was just really bummed. I mean, you know, because they had the whole I mean, and, thing. And Carol and... was long dead by this point in the comics. But, again, it was right. a completely different character. She was a blonde bimbo that tried to get Rick and Lori into a threesome relationship, which is oh not my God. Carol at all. Right. Yeah, right, not, not at, at all. all. That doesn't, oh, my God, she would never do that. It's like a no. couple miles from that. It, right. It's just fake. Well, that's the thing, you know, like, I haven't really, like, I never have read any of the graphic novels or whatever like oh. that. And I just know what people, I know, people are like, are you my brothers, the, they, they've read all of that. They're like, why aren't you read? I'm like, well, it's just not my thing, but. The character guys, development is a lot less in the comics, so that's the drawback, but it's still a good story, and it does give you kind of a blueprint of where they're going. I mean, most of the major arcs are from the comics. They haven't deviated, which is why I'm assuming we're going to get to DC here in the next season, and then we're going to yeah. park it and stay, because that's oh, comics, yeah, you know? So I can so, do um, but that's, I mean, the cannibals, a Terminus wasn't in the comics, but the cannibals were, so they take different elements, and they play them different ways. But, you know, I love that Robert Kirkman, who does the comics, is heavily involved in the series and that they're both their own thing true to what they are and they're not hampered by one another. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I'm kind of looking through the cast list here and seeing okay. where I've seen other people before. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was fun to see um, Robin Lord Taylor in that one episode. That yeah. Was so, oh, that was, he's in the back for the season premiere. Is he? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So he's not dead. They flew him out just for one day of filming to kind of tie some things together. Yeah, that okay. was that was great too. How they did that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Look for him. And um, of course, Lenny James, who is fabulous. Um yeah. And um um um, uh, Michael Raymond James. <laughs> Oh, I love I loved him in that. Oh. It was he was Michael he Raymond was James. I loved him in that. I loved him in that at one mm-hmm. episode. Um, so that was kind of fun to see these people that you know you're not used to to seeing in stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen in other places. So that's always kind of fun. Of course, um, Andrea, played by uh, Lori Holden, she yeah. of the X Files. Marita. Yeah, yeah that's why. Well, that's when, yeah, when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, that's, you know, credit from the X-Files. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's in this. Marita (laughs) Covarrubias, yes. Yeah, there we go. She was. No, Barbara, as somebody who just watched this, 
you know, they had four showrunners in the first three seasons. Did you feel those differing tones and styles? I did. I, I did. I did. So especially in season three, there I felt yeah. there was a real different vibe to it um, because they did spend so many of the episodes were focused on one character or two characters or three characters to the exclusion of everybody else. And, well, season um, four had a lot of that focus, I mean, I but mean, it was season, done in a I different meant, way. I meant, I meant season four. Sorry, I meant season four. Well, um, the guy who some... became the showrunner at the end of season three is still there, and he's still signed it into the future. So they finally settled on the showrunner late in season three. Okay, but but each of the seasons, I did notice that, that each of the seasons does have a different tone to it. And, yeah, the um, first three, then it settles down. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I haven't seen anything in season five yet. So, um, but season one has a def- definitely a different. I mean, it's in a different venue, also. So you have the whole stuff, you know. All and I guess maybe the fact that the venue shifts um, and the personnel shifts and sort of the dynamic shifts. Is, now, because there was so much shifting, like you say, in setting and everything. Do you think it works for the show to have those different personalities getting those different I was going to say that. I was going to say it's less noticeable mm-hmm. because you do have these very different situations and different venues. Yeah. So in the first season, you know, it's like a lot of it's at the farm. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, the, the farm two. goes season two. Right, and season two. Season two is at the farm, yeah. Season one is in the campers and stuff. And ends um, at the CDC, Yeah. And it ends at the CDC. That's right. Um, yeah. So that really has a sort of um, a, a real, real different vibe. You know, this is we're post just post-apocalypse and all of that. And it's a journey, you know, with a destination. And then the second season being at the farm and the third season being um, at the prison and part of the fourth season also being at the prison, um, I think really... Um, I think because they're in different places, both emotionally and physically, I think having the different showrunners is not as detrimental. You know, it's I'm not. I'm really happy with what Gimple's done though since late season three, and I'm glad he's the one that's stuck. Yeah, well, the end of season three um, was really, really good. I liked yeah. season four. Um, I, I barreled through it really, really quickly. And as I said, the only part that I thought dragged was having two episode, two consecutive episodes being um, about the governor. Well, I think that was, part of that was necessity because they had they were going to kill off David Morrissey as the governor at the end of season three. And then they really liked him so much they wanted to keep him. So they signed him as a main character for season four, which right. meant they had to give him story. And his story didn't fit with the other story, so they kind of had to give him his own story. Right. And, and so I, I'm not sure that was Gimple's decision. I more feel like that was something he was saddled with pre-existing yeah. that he had to deal I, I with thought, in, a, in his way. Yeah, I thought that was a, a bit of a drag on the on season four. So, yeah, I don't um, think Gimple would have done it if it was completely up to him. Yeah, I mean, they certainly could have edited that story down to one episode. I mean, I get that they were doing different characters. Um, you know, small group stories rather than trying, which is, which is, which is fine. I mean, I think it's a great and, and actually novels do that all the time. Game of Thrones, the novels, the, 
the Game of Thrones novels um, do that all the time. So you go from, yep. you know, one POV to another point, point of view to another chapter to chapter, sometimes several chapters before you mm-hmm. get to the next point of view. Tolstoy did it in War and Peace. Um, it drove me crazy. I've read War and Peace three times. Um, it is probably one of my favorite books ever written. Um, really? I've never read it. You've never read War me and Peace? Me neither. Okay, guys. No. So here's the thing. You can either read it. Okay, you have two choices. You can read all 1,400 pages of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other choice, okay, here's your assignment. So you never do the assignments I do anyway. I always you. do your assignments, but I will did not you, have time to read War and Peace in the near future. Did so you, please don't assign it. I know I assigned you to watch the movie Summer. Did you do that? No. No. Wait, which one was that? Was that where I worked on the vineyard or whatever? The what? Was that the one where Robert Carlyle worked on the vineyard? I know I was assigned that and I watched it. Vineyard? Vineyard? That was California Solo. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I watched that. That was yeah, the assignment. I watched California Summer, Solo. Okay, Summer was the movie. Um, Carlyle was in it with, and Michael Saka's in it, by the way. Very, very well in it. Is plays a really great character in it. Um, and the relationship between Carlisle and Michael Saka's characters is amazing. Um, but it's it's that's not the main the main thrust of the movie. If you ever mm. want to watch a really sad movie, that would be a really good movie to Aww. watch. It's a really sad movie. Um, so that's a really cool movie. Ravenous is another Carlisle movie. As long as I'm dissing his show, I might as well promote his other stuff. Um, <laughs> I really still love Robert Carlyle a lot. Um, just not crazy about where his show is taking him these days, uh, taking his character. Um, anyway, but so if you don't want to read all 1,400 pages of, of War and Peace, I will suggest to you the BBC did a production of it in the late in the mid-1970s. Starring Anthony Hopkins, and hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up here because um, you can get it. Uh, War and Peace, BBC War and Peace, not the one in 2007, 1972, um, and it stars stars um, Anthony Hopkins, Morag Hood, uh, who I don't know who she is. Um, uh, da, 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 Alan Doby, Rupert, Rupert Davies, um, Angela Down, David Swift plays Napoleon. Um, I'm just looking at some of the more well-known character actors in here. Uh, Colin Baker plays Anatole. Oh, Ooh, a very young doctor. Colin. A very oh, a very very young Colin Baker playing Anatole Kuragin, who play who's a who's a real SOB of a guy. Um, there's some great, uh, great characters, great actors in it. It's Hugh, oh, Hugh, I didn't know Hugh Cross was in it. Oh, my gosh. Hugh Cross from um, the bicycle movie. I can't, the running movie. The oh. The Olympic the, movie. The, the one with the, the bicycle and the kid, right? The, the, uh, no, no, it's about the two runners in the Olympics. Um Damn. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey Lewis is in it. Um, so there's a great it's a great cast. It's really, really well done. Um, it is what completely turned me on to its 20 episodes. Um, 
And it is what really, really, really turned me on to um, Tolstoy in the first place. And I went on after watching it, I went on, I read the novel. And then I took like three Russian literature classes in college because of it. It it really just completely turned me on to it. But Tony Hopkins is absolutely amazing. A young, a very, very, very young Anthony Hopkins um, is really the star of it. So that is my my suggestion to you. Whether where you can watch it is another question. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, is it on Netflix? Not or entirely or? sure. Um, let me see. Where is it possible to watch it? Is it possible to see? Well, you can find it. So everybody should watch it. I'm not sure where one can find it. Um, shoot, I don't know where it's possible to find it. I'm sure it is like on IMDb or Acorn. Oh, it's on Amazon. Oh, it's only on disc. No. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, boo. So it doesn't look like it is uh, streamable. That is very unfortunate. Wow. That's really unfortunate. Hmm. Anyway, I guess not. Um, I did actually get it, um, and re- yet, oh wait, it, it no, it is. I think it is on Amazon Prime. It's possible. Anyway, take a look at it um, and see what it is. Let's get back to our regular discussion. Um, so, where why did I get onto that? Oh, we were looking at people who are uh, in the cast. So I'm really excited about The Walking Dead. I am looking forward to writing um, my weekly um, essays about it because there's a lot of meat there, I think, so to speak, (laughs) (laughs) given that they're a terminus. That's a kind of interesting quip. But um, I finally have something on Sunday nights to watch again that I can be really happy about. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing. So what else? Oh, so the news, in other TV news, um, oh. we are not remiss, the newsroom premiered Sunday night. Oh, man. I have seen Which, the first Which, by the episode. way, me too. You, you, you'd me be too. happy to know I am watching it. I just started Yay. season one, though. I have a ways to go, but <laughs> go I absolutely loved it. I know. I'm like, oh, I've got to watch this. Everybody, you know, you guys have been telling me to watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I absolutely love the very oh. first episode was epic. When he was yeah, yelling the out that night. the opening drive. scene at the college, that hooked me Yeah, I loved it. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I was yeah. like, I was like, woohoo, tell him. You know, it was just so fantastic. I, I yeah. really, yeah. So I'm only on, I'm, I think I'm on episode six now of, of season okay. one. But so one of the things that, not that one many of, episodes, you'll be fine. No, and one oh, of the okay. things I think that has been, it's doom. Because this is its its final season, um, uh, is that TV critics have really dis- dissed it, and I think one of the reasons that conventional TV critics have dissed it is because the TV show itself takes aim at infotainment, yeah, and the TV news industry itself, and does a really really good job of skewering it. And what is everything that is wrong with CNN, um, for example, is it, and and it is you know MSNBC is what MSNBC is. They have become really a very partisan network, and they'd be the first to admit it. 
Um, yeah. But CNN purports to be the news. And they come out with snowpocalypse, this bomb is coming, and it's going to drop this snow bomb on New York. Like, what? Really? <laughs> Seriously? Polar vortex. Well, yeah, okay. yeah but, I, mean, um, I absolutely love the show, always have from the beginning. And yeah. I, I think they did foreshadow the ending, though, when they named the network Atlantis News Network. <laughs> and I definitely think we're heading for an Alamo here. Um, you know, everybody goes down fighting, but at least it's for a good cause. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, the first three episodes of the season have been so good. I'm watching them again when they air because I yeah. just I wish they had sent me the other three. I would have watched them too. I know so they don't excited. do that. Oh, but but HBO will. I mean, they'll send you a new new little package. Yeah, I assume they will. And uh, they must have listened to us talk about how bad the quality was on past episodes because they actually says really good quality episodes this time around. Yeah. That's funny. Visually. <laughs> Because I, they were some of the HBO and some of the worst quality screeners. Yeah. But this and Getting On, with, which both just came out, they sent us almost near HD, like really good quality stuff. Really? Because I know they're horrendous about sending really standard death. And the watermark. Yeah, but don't you the think these part. were much improved? Yeah, and the watermark wasn't in an annoying place. Yes. I hate yes. when your watermark is like in the, in the spot and you're just like. They need to do it right in the middle of the free yeah. screen. Well, and you're like, well, Netflix it. needs to listen. Netflix needs to take notes from us, too, because theirs yeah. is over the entire screen the entire time. Oh, annoying. Yeah. Netflix is the way. Yeah. But, um, say, say, but thank goodness for Netflix, because without Netflix, you know. Well, no, Netflix like, screeners are the worst. Netflix itself is great. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know, ABC screeners are the same way. I mean, you know the 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 watermark with your name on it. I mean, it's no, not have just you, have num- you watched a Netflix screener? No, because it has your name repeated in diagonal lines through the entire picture. Like oh, you have awesome. a hard time seeing the picture because the watermark is the entire screen, the entire. Well, I know what they're going to do with it. With all, what, why do they feel that it's necessary? They think, oh, so oh, much. no, no, it's a very valid reason for doing it. Is well, yeah, no, I feel like they do the watermark. But HBO will just stick like a serial number in the corner of the yeah. screen. So we release it, they right. get the serial number, they figure right. out who it is. And ABC right. puts it sort of a third of the way down, sort of toward the middle, which is really annoying. Yeah. But you don't need it over the entire picture no. the entire time. But there's that a valid reason. Yeah. I mean, there's a really valid reason for doing it. And I've actually oh, sure. got calls, not for my own stuff, and certainly mm-hmm. not from, for YouTube, but where... I've had a writer where a writer's been called into school. Well, how come that review went up before the episode? You know, the show aired, and where did he get the screener? And, you know, did you authorize it? And I'm like, I know I have the screener. <laughs> so people mm-hmm. have their own sources, and it turns out that this person had his own source, and it was it was a whole brew. I actually got a phone call from the head of PR at, uh, publicity at HBO saying, hey, Barbara, wow. how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? She's well, you only allows one one press person per site, which you get that for them. I do. So nobody else on blog critics gets it for blog critics. Sorry. Well, you know what, for blog critics. But, you know, what? we have people who got the um, – I have somebody who writes up all the documentaries, and she gets them. Yeah. Um, 
So people get them from their other, you know, no one, no one writes exclusively for blog critics except John and me. Oh, John doesn't actually. Right. Write yeah, I get them for Seat Forty Two F when I do yeah. reviews. Yeah, and that. and John yeah. writes for John writes for Classical Light. Um, mm-hmm. and but I write only for blog. See, I write only for blog critics. <laughs> I don't have time to write for anyone else. Um, I don't. And I've had offers from people. It's like, well, why don't you write for us? I'm like, well, but but I'm the publisher. I, I only take paid author, offers at this point, not because I want to be a snob, but because, you know, yeah. you do get lots of offers. And it's like, ah. You know, and so I've gotten offers. Oh, well, we'll pay you $50 an article. I'm like, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to write for you. You can forward dollars. those to me. I'll take them. <laughs> for fifty dollars, I'll take dollars. Yeah, I don't, I don't take those fifty dollar article things. Um, but I, I will definitely pass them on to you. Um, I haven't gotten one for a while, but because I've kind of said, yeah, I'm just, just take me out of the market, guys. Um, anyway, we're down to our last minute and a half. So I want to thank you guys. This was, I'm really glad that I got. See, it's like Jimmy, you got me into Hannibal last year. And, uh-huh. and you guys yeah, got me into Hannibal last year, too. To <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm very picky about my TV mm-hmm. um, that I watch for I pleasure. I knew you were going to like it. I I just kept, I kept wondering why you weren't watching it, and you were like, oh, zombies. But no, that's why I... See, that's why I was a little... I pushed this one so hard. It's zombies. It's scared. zombies. It's it's Georgia. It's like, yeah, really? Rednecks? I'm like, nah. No, so, it's not. It's no, it's really. I'm really liking it a lot, and I'm looking forward to catching up and then starting. Um, and and even with the show being in hiatus for a few months, it'll give me an opportunity to do some episode essays um, on some yeah. of the other episodes. So that'll be kind of fun, and I'll get caught up and maybe see if I can get some interviews set up. Although AMC is funny about that sort of stuff. Because they provide you with already pre-done interviews. Oh, right, um, and that's the thing. Like, they I get those. Allow you to, to send in a couple questions, and if they want to yeah, do it that like, way, so that we get questions in. I would get like Good. for turn. I would get from the press yeah. room. Like, I would get these emails that had like pre-done Q and As and stuff. I was like, well, I don't Good want luck those. screeners, though. You're gonna have. Uh, a tough time. I've got screeners for all the other AMC shows. I cannot get screeners for Walking Dead. And I've hmm. called and contacted numerous people. All right. Well, anyway, we're out of time. Um, I want to thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. See you next it week. It was fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night.